Hi, everyone. I'm Cindy Stewart, and welcome to my podcast. Each week, we will talk about how to live our lives in God's fullness. My goal is to encourage, equip, and empower you. I have included show notes that highlight the points of this message. You can also find all the information on my website, cindy-stewart.com. I am so excited about sharing this journey with you. So let's begin. Uh, But the first thing we're going to do once we get out of quarantine is we're going to have a party. Who wants to have a party? I do. I want to see everybody's face. I want to hug everybody, even the ones who don't like to be hugged. They're going to get hugged. So watch out. Come. But we're going to have a big party. That was one of the big things on our list was uh, a time of social, a time of fellowship to just hang out and be together. So um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to throwing. We're going to throw us a big, fat party. And we're going to, you know, the word says in Nehemiah, it says, stop the morning. It's time to eat and be get fat and enjoy the, the word of the Lord. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to get fat on the word, not on our bodies, right? <laughs> okay. This morning, we're going to talk about a new era that's been released. And uh, I have a message that is just burning in me. It, I feel like it's such an urgent message from the Lord. And I, I... And I just can't hardly contain myself. So fair warning. And it's funny because last week I, I spoke on two different venues. People asked me that that meeting that we're having next week, that conference, and then another place. And they were asking me, what is the Lord saying? What is the Lord saying? And I did all this prep work. And the funny thing is, is that prep work was just to keep me entertained because what he had to say was not really within the prep work. He, he had a, a, a real prophetic message for this season and this time. Um, I just don't really understand that. Can't he just give me the notes ahead of time? I guess not. But uh, I want to talk about how God is inviting us in this season to discern the times build the strategy and know what to do. And I know we talked a little bit about that last week, but I'm going to talk about it from a little different perspective this week. And we're going to start in Luke 24 and you can turn there now, but I'm going to do a little preliming before we begin to read the scripture. So I believe that um, this is a time for us to be able to discern what we're supposed to do. You know, it says in Chronicles that the sons of Issachar could discern the times So they would know the direction for Israel. God is inviting us to discern the time so we can know the direction for ourselves, for our family. The sphere continues, our region, our country. You know, so he wants us to know. And like I said, on Thursday night, when we get together, we're going to begin to put the pieces of the puzzle together and ask God, what does he want us to do with it? You know, as an apostolic house, we are called to make change uh, in our nation. We're called to look beyond our four walls and to look into our region and see what's happening there. Look into our state and look into our country. And, And I believe that we're in such a season for us as the gathering family and the people who partner with us, who are in ministry with us that are part of uh, the bigger picture with us from Oklahoma to New Jersey and beyond. They're their own ministries that our hearts are connected together. So this is a time where we're taking all this input from other people 
and we're discerning what the Lord has for us in this season, in this era. And um, part of the reason we're doing this virtual setting like we're doing now with the Zoom was because I wanted us to stay connected, be able to see each other on Sundays and on Thursday night. But I realized that God had a much bigger plan for this. You know, I thought it was all about seeing each other, which it is. But uh, part of us being able to be together is so that we can stay connected in what God is doing. And even Thursday night when we were sharing, you know, Bruce had, I mean, not Bruce, uh, Gene had a uh, prophetic word that the Lord had given him for, for us. Then there were other people on the group that poured into it because, you know, as he released his word, it stirred up the word that God had put in the other people. And that's what's important. We, we have to have this collective um, gathering of people who can release their part into what, what's happening now. So we know how to come out of it. So to me, this is such a, grit, a critical time. Um, uh, the other part of it is um, the conference that we were doing, they said, you know, we can do an interview style or we, you can just preach. And originally I was going to preach. And then as I was praying about it and thinking about it, I just felt I was supposed to do the interview style. And the Lord was showing me the reason is, is because like this, when we begin to connect with each other, there is a, a greater flow of the Holy Spirit between us all. And, and that's the reason this, this is so critical. Um, so I want to read a word to us and then we're going to go to Luke, but I just want to read this work out of Hosea. Um, and it's, it's Hosea 6.3 and you don't have to turn there. Let me just read it. It says, so let us know and personally become acquainted with him. Let us press on to know and understand fully the greatness of the Lord to honor, heed and deeply cherish him. His appearing is prepared as certain as the dawn. He will come to us in salvation like a heavy rain, like the spring water, like the spring rain watering on us. And when I read this word earlier, I felt like that's part of our season is, is we understand the, um, the greatness of the Lord, being acquainted with him, even as B was sharing that he, he's been able to spend this extra time. And we've all shared, you know, there's just been openings of time that we can spend with the Lord. But um, this heavy rain that's coming to us and, and in this, I really believe it's a rain of revelation. It's a rain of understanding that we haven't had before. Uh, it's a reign of things that have been hidden, that have been revealed. You know, I think Bill Johnson is the one I've heard it say first. I don't know if other people said it. You know, God doesn't hide things from us. He hides things for us. So in the moment in time that it needs to be revealed comes the revelation to us. And that's where we are. We're in a moment of time where the revelation is coming to us. And um, so I, th I think it's a very exciting time. It's a, uh, it's a time that can be nerve wracking because of uncertainty. But even as we read in Matthew 28 earlier, he said, you know, uh, throw away your fear. You know, I'm going to meet you here. Jesus says, throw away your fear because I'm meeting you here. And that's the word the Lord has given us. Throw away our fear because I'm here. 
I'm in the middle of this. I am meeting you uh, where you are and I'm going to give you what you need. And you're going to be able to release that in order to have a greater understanding. So it's a very important time for us. And, you know, things have been hidden for us. We ha- I've only known one prophetic, one prophetic voice that uh, called this coronavirus out back in September, Chuck Pierce. And then he said it again in January. And personally, I didn't hear it. I never heard that word. Uh, Of course, I've heard it since then because of what has happened. He said that there would be a plague released. And, uh, but now we have an understanding, even when it was released, there wasn't an understanding of timing. There was an understanding that it was going to happen. And whether we heard it or not, we also know that there were intercessors that got after that word. There are people that were praying that, that heard that word and it, it lit a fire in them to pray it through. Uh, and I believe that God used those people to keep it from being much worse than it is right now, because that's what intercessors do. They intercede on the behalf of the people before the throne of God. And it's funny now that we have this, uh, this you know, hidden plague revealed, now there are people who are coming out and saying, in fact, one of my friends in South Florida said on October, no, August 31st of last year, uh, she said she's had a vision and she saw Trump holding out a hand and stopping the plague. Now, this was in her part of intercession when she was praying. Many times we get things, but we don't actually know what to do with it except pray it through. It's not like she posted it on Facebook or did a video for an hour or anything like that. She just kept it in her heart and kept praying it through. And so by taking what God is revealing to us, what it does is it it stirs up what God has put in other people to say, I've got a piece of this. And her piece was she saw that uh, him stopping the plague by holding out his hand. And I'm sure there's many others. Like I said, I haven't gone through and said, uh, Googled how many prophets heard it before. Yeah, I just, I just hadn't had time to do that. Um, and I'm not sure I could even figure it out. You know, that's a very com- complex situation. So in this time, we've really got to press in to this invitation that God has given us to discern, to receive, and to release what's for this era, for this season. So let's start in um, Luke 24. We're going to start in verse 13. And um, verse 13, it says, And then that very day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Uh, I was reading a little bit on that. Emmaus is where the warm springs are. And in the Passion Translation, it says Emmaus is also translated from the root word in Hebrew as the burning place, which is kind of an interesting thought as we read through and see what they say, what the disciples said. As they were talking with each other about all the things which had taken place, uh, while they were talking and discussing it, Jesus himself came up and began walking with them. But their eyes were miraculously prevented from recognizing him. Now, isn't that interesting to think about that, um, that they encountered Jesus on this walk, but they didn't recognize him. 
it, and it's because that hidden thing of, of not recognizing the Lord was going to be used at the perfect time to reveal something to them. Let me not get ahead of myself, but I love these little mysteries of God that he does. And, you know, when we look back, we're like, oh, yeah, of course. Why didn't I get that? Why I should have figured that out. But, you know, God gave us the revelation in that perfect moment, that perfect place. So he would so we would understand what he was saying to us. You know, Proverbs 25, two, I think it says is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But it's the glory of kings to search a thing out. And uh, he does. He just conceals things for us, for that perfect time for us to be revealed. So um, verse 17 says, then Jesus asked them, what are you discussing with one another as you are walking along? And they stood still looking brokenhearted. You know, they, they just were you know how when that disappointment and that discouragement and that loss of hope hits you uh your heart breaks you 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 lose that inner fire that you had because you thought it was going to be one way but it was it's actually going to be another and i thought that was very interesting what they had understood in their own minds was something completely different uh let's skip over to verse 20 and so jesus is you know, talking with them and they're explaining to him why they feel this way. And, but uh, verse 20 says, I mean, verse 21 says, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel and set our nation free. Indeed, besides all of this, it is the third day since these things happened. And some of the women among us shocked us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and they didn't find his body. They came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And it's funny because when they went back to tell him that he was alive, they didn't believe him. They did not believe the women. They couldn't believe the report. Verse 24 says, some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it was exactly as the women had said, but they did not see him. You know, it's interesting. We interpret things many times through the natural event happening right in front of us. This is what's happening in front of us. So this is what we think it means. And for these disciples, you know, Jesus has been hung on the cross. He's been killed by his own people uh, and the, they know it's the third day and they understand that he had said on the third day, but that third day, they, they hadn't seen Jesus and here was Jesus walking right with them. And they looked to Jesus to actually save, what was the word he said? He, they were hoping, hoping that he was who he says he was. Now, that's not what the verse says. It says that he was going to redeem Israel and set free our nation. But all through the time he was discipling them, that's what he kept saying, that I've come to set free. I have come to save the lost. I have come. You know, so it's interesting. They, they knew in their spirit, but it couldn't quite get translated into their mind. 
And I was thinking about this. In fact, I was trying to explain it to Chuck and he goes, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not sure that that's actually a, a real invention. I think that might be something that's just in your mind. I said, well, maybe the Lord's showing me something new, but it's interesting because I was thinking about seeing things in the natural is like seeing things one dimensional. You know, one dimensional means that I looked it up. It says one dimensional means it has no width, it has no depth, and it has no height. It's a straight line. It's one dimension. Um, it even says lacking depth or believability. So it's interesting when we see things in a one dimensional way, it's very flat and linear. It's straight. It has no design. It has, you know, so we're seeing things in a um, single perspective. So they were seeing things in this single perspective. Uh, let's look at verse 25. Then Jesus said to them, oh, foolish man and slow of heart to trust and believe in everything that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and only then to enter his glory. Then beginning with Moses and throughout all the writings of the prophets, he explained and interpreted for them the things referring to himself found in all the scriptures. Now, what I kept seeing, and this is what Chuck said, I'm not sure this exists, was when you see straight across, um, and just flat, you're looking at it like this, but then you add a layer on and you're able to see another perspective. And finally, I just looked up four dimensional because that's what God was showing, Jesus was showing them. He was taking their one dimensional view, their natural view, the view of what is, uh, what they could only see by their minds, uh, by their minds and their eyes and layering on the spiritual truth over it. And it was a, a 4D so they could see. And actually the, this, the uh, definition of 4D means that not only can they see the length and the depth and the width and the height, but it also is augmented for sensory dimension, which means touch, movement, taste. So the disciples on the road to Emmaus could only see one way. But then when Jesus began to give them the revelation, open up the word to them, they were able to see it in the spiritual dimension of what had occurred. And that is what God is showing us. He's moving us from a single dimension of being able to see what is actually happening around us, which is a fact. It's not that it's not happening, but he's layering a spiritual dimension on top of it. So not only are we able to see in the natural, but we're actually able to see from a heavenly perspective. We're able to see, what does the word say? This, the depth and the uh, length and the height and the width you know, God shows us those things. We're able to use our sensory, our smell, our taste, um, our uh, touch, uh, all of our sensory, all of those in the spiritual realm to understand what is happening right now. Does that make sense? 
I might need everybody on so they can yell amen or something. Because <laughs> I, I feel like this is such an important message because he wants us to see beyond the natural into the spiritual. He wants us to be able to take the layers of the heavenly plans and lay them on top of the natural uh, happenings on our earth so we can not only see, but we can change the outcome of what is happening. He wants us to be able to change the outcome to what is happening. And the way we change it is by being able to collectively be together. Let me just keep reading verse 28. They approached the village where they were going and he acted as if he was going further. This is Jesus. And then verse 29 says, but they urged him not to go on saying, stay with us because it is almost evening and the day is just about to end. So he went inside to stay with them. And he and it happened that as he reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and he blessed it. And breaking it, he began giving it to them. Then their eyes were suddenly opened by God and they clearly recognized him and he vanished from their sight. Isn't that interesting? I was thinking about today, uh, just that encouragement of everybody taking communion every single day. I believe that's part of the revelation that God has given us right now is through the body, through the, through the blood, through the bread and the wine, that we will receive the revelation that he has for us. Um, not only the protection and the healing that he has for us too. So I'd encourage everybody to take communion every day. Uh, verse 32, then they said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us? while he was talking with us on the road and opening the scriptures to us. They were in the burning place anyhow, the warm springs, the, the burning place. Verse 33, they got up that very hour and went back to Jerusalem and found the 11 apostles gathered together and those who were with them saying, the Lord has really re risen and has appeared to Simon Peter. They began describing in detail what has happened on the road and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. And then verse 38 says, and while they were talking about this, Jesus himself suddenly stood among them and said, peace be to you. You know, as we gather together, there is the presence of God to speak to us, through us and in us, where we're able to really share what's on our heart. And I know this um, sounds a little redundant, but in this season, it is so critical for us to share in the community together. Uh, it's critical every time of the year, but in this season of revelation, of miracles, of the season of Passover, and then we're moving into uh, Pentecost, it is so critical for us to be together, pray together, uh, worship together, hear the word of the Lord together, have communion together. Next Sunday, we'll have communion as, as a whole church. So, and we'll send a note to just remind you. We send you emails just so we can remind you what's going on because it's hard to remember everything. Um, I saw this little mem that said, uh, it had Sunday through Saturday written, but all the, the prefixes were X out. And it just said day, 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 day. What day is it? 
you know, in this, in this season, sometimes it's hard to figure out what day is it. So that's the reason we send you all the emails to help you keep up. But in, it's such a critical time for us to gather and to, to be able to uh, discern. And I mentioned earlier, I believe that God is going to give us strategies for us to send to our county leaders, to our governor, to our president. Um, I believe that right now people are looking for answers and we are the ones who carry the answers. You know, for a while, when we, when we have our schooling, our MII school, uh, we always did this thing called an Amber Alert. And we would practice uh, learning how to ask the Lord for the license tag of the person who took the child and where that vehicle was located. What was the make and model? All those different things. And we would take pictures of cars ahead of time. And then the students would ask the Lord. And that's what this is. This is an Amber Alert. You know, we are discerning what is the strategy for this season, and we are sending it to people who are uh, legislators, who are lawmakers, who are making decisions from one night to the next morning of what to do next. We are sending them new ideas. We're sending them confirmation to the ideas they already have. You know, this is all about you know, we talk about the seven mountains, the education mountain, the religion mountain. Well, this is the the, the mountain of God, the, the family of God, the religious mountain coming together with the government of God and developing a plan together, even though we're not sitting in the Oval Office with the president. This is our opportunity to be a change maker for the government and the, the, the elected officials that are looking for what they are to do next. And we know, we understand that in some areas, there's a lot of prayer. Some states, there's a lot of prayer going around it from the specific office, from the governor's office, from our president's office, there's much prayer. And when our solutions, when our pieces of the puzzle come into those offices that have already been bathed in prayer, what we're doing is we're sending them the confirmation, the next piece of the puzzle, whatever it is. So I feel like what we're about to do, what we're about to embark on is going to be a, a, um, a new era for us. You know, we've prayed a lot. We've talked a lot. We've discerned a lot. We've implemented things we're supposed to do from the heart of God for our, for our region, for uh, our gathering. But now I feel like God is saying, I'm going to use this time, this moment, this season to move you out without physically going anywhere to make a difference in where I send you. So I feel like this is an, kind of a uh, weighty assignment from the Lord for us. But that weighty assignment will be met with the Holy Spirit and the presence and the unity, the camaraderie, the sharing from one another in order to be able to send off what God has put into our hand. And I, I, I really feel like this is such a powerful time for us as an apostolic house, as believers, as you know, part of the remnant of God to be able to shift the nation by coming together and going after the assignment that God gives us.
So I'm excited about it. Uh, I just feel like we're going to have so much to pour out. And I'm going to invite some of our regional partners and some of our partners that are that are around the country. I'm going to invite them to join in on our Thursday nights because they have the same heart with us. They have that they're aligned with us. They're part of our alliance. They have uh, they're mutually beneficial to us as we are to them. So I want to invite them so they can pour in their piece, too. And, you know, it's funny because we've been looking for ways to. Um, uh, I guess establish or build, I don't even know what the right word is. We've been praying about the apostolic center that of uh, the Alliance that God has given us. And we've been thinking about it. We've, I've talked to a lot of different pastors that we feel connected with. Uh, but I feel like this is the start. This is we're at the start line and God's shot the gun up in the air. And this is where we're supposed to start running. This is where we take off at, and it's going to take all of us to be able to pull this together in order to release God's word into our nation. It's going to take every one of us. And that's the reason I feel like Thursday night is so urgent. You know, it'll take us a little bit to figure out how it's all going to work, but we'll get it recorded. We'll get it uh, transcribed. We'll figure out what is the message and who does God want it to go to? Because we know he's not given us this for us to uh, hold in our lap. He's given it to us for us to release freedom and, and strategies and plans over uh, what's happening right now. So I hope everybody's excited about that. I don't know. Um, I just feel like I feel like right now each one of you has a piece. Each one of you has a piece uh, that you want to share. And I don't know. Gene, uh, did you have something to share? Let me unmute you real quick. Give me one second. There we go. Um, just really, you know, since we talked yesterday about this, uh, some things have started to come to me that that uh, I'll share. I'll, I'll save that for Thursday night. It's been kind of strange today. I've been having trouble with my Zoom. It keeps freezing up and then kicking me out. So uh, uh, it's been a while since I've been kicked out of church. So, but anyway, I'm back. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so you've got something for Thursday night you want to share about the uh, economic uh, movement? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give us a little hint? Well, it just has to do with uh, uh, us being a nation of kings and priests. Good, good, good. Well, we will definitely look forward to that. Uh, does anybody else have a little piece they want to share real quick? I have to scroll through to see everybody. So I can't, if you unmute yourself real quick, then I can do it. But uh, if I have to unmute you. I have something, Pastor Cindy, in, related, in relation to what you just said about the gunshot and being um, taking off. Have you heard Nathan Morris's word this week about the vision that he had? No. He actually, it was actually the same thing. I mean, again, that's just confirmation prophetically but he had a vision um, of people lined up in white with the word chosen and they all okay. bent down as they were taking off for a sprint. And he said he heard the gunshot <laughs> it just like erupted through his body. And it was, you know, the body of Christ being launched. 
Oh, that is so good. I appreciate you sharing that for confirmation because, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, when God gives you something, sometimes you're trying to put the pieces together so you can figure out what he's trying to give you. But uh, I feel like all of you already have this in you. I don't feel like this is new to anybody. I don't feel like they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about because that's what we have built our church on as being people who can facilitate what God wants to do. And this is a moment of real facilitation. He's going to do things uh, through us that we're going to release across the nation, across the bow. If you say we're going to shoot it across the bow and it will make a change of, um, you know, it will make a change. It will. I just keep seeing that they call this uh, uh, COVID uh, the silent enemy. Well, what we get is going to silence the enemy. It's going to defeat the enemy. It's going to build the strategy. It's going to support the kingdom movement across our country. And whether um, anyone ever realizes where it came from, you know how sometimes you hear something, you're like, I know I heard that somewhere, but I don't have anywhere idea where it came from. doesn't make any difference. All we care about is that the kingdom is moving forward. The, the plan of the Lord is, is, is being put in the hands of the people that can make the decisions that will turn our country, uh, our, our faces up toward heaven and our movement toward what God has for us. Amen. Yeah. I just Amen. wanted to say, um, for those of you who are thinking, I don't know anything about the economics of America and I don't know how the economy works and I don't know that I'll get anything because I don't know. I know virtually nothing about the economy and God has been teaching me over the last couple of days about liquidity and insolvency. So I don't know where this is going to lead to. I don't even know those words. Cindy had to correct those words. I didn't say them properly when I was sharing it with her. But the thing of it is, is, is God is going to talk to each one of us and he is yeah. going to give us a peace. And we just have to be willing to share that peace, whether we understand what it means or not. We yeah. just have to share it so we can put it all together and pass it on. Yeah. Cause it can come in a dream. It can come in a picture. It can come out of reading the word. It can come out of just talking to someone and all of a sudden a phrase that they said, you're like, there's something on that phrase. And like I, like I said earlier, as we share it, the pieces will come together. We will see the pieces come together. And uh, we're probably going to put Karen in charge of getting whatever information that we accumulate. This is how you delegate. You put everybody on mute, mute and then you start giving them assignments, right? Uh, the ultimate delegation. But, but in charge of as we collect and realize that the Lord has given us something for whatever branch of government, for whatever it is, uh, we'll put, you know, Karen in charge of getting that information there. Cause she already writes to them regularly. She writes to the president all the time. They, they have a correspondence going on and, and Wanda too helps in all of that. So we'll get it to the right. We'll get it in the hands of the right people. And, and it's just a matter of, uh, just being obedient to what God gives us and releasing the revelation for this season. Amen. Okay, I think that's all I have for today. I'm, I'm super excited. My heart is like beating too fast. And I know it wasn't too much coffee. So 
<laughs> yet. <laughs> so let me just pray over us. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys, hopefully all on Thursday night. And um, if you if you end up writing some stuff down, we would take it, you know, be here on Thursday night, share it with us. But we would always love to have it in written form, too. It'll be easier for us than transcribing. So just FYI. Okay, so let's pray. God, I just release revelation over everybody here. Everyone who hears this today, they receive revelation. Lord, you say that every part of your body is essential. It's critical. Uh, everybody carries a function. So Lord, as we begin to go after what you've given us, uh, we just thank you that every person in the body has a piece. Lord, we thank you that as our pieces fit together, it will be a, a dynamic breakthrough for your kingdom. And God, we are honored with this assignment. And we're asking right now that you prepare the doors ahead of time to be wide open to receive. That every word that we get, every word that we send will, send will be uh, directed to the perfect person. Even if we have the wrong address, you, we know that your angelic forces can get it to where it needs to be. And that when they read it, they'll be like, yes, this is the peace that I need. This is the confirming peace that will give me the uh, courage to go forward. God, we are just declaring right now over our nation that we are one nation under God. And that wherever ungodliness exists, we're declaring right now that this day that they turn their eyes towards you, Jesus, that they have that, uh, uh, that forever transforming work grab a hold of their heart when they say yes. And with that change and, and that, uh, that uh, receiving of all that you have, Lord, it will be that dynamic shift that we need for our for our country, Lord. So we just thank you, God. I bless everybody, their household, uh, their finances, their health, everything, every part of their lives. We just bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, my family, I unmuted you all. We can say goodbye. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Yeah. God bless. God bless you. Okay, we're going to stop the recording. Okay. okay. It'll be up later if you want to watch it again. Share it on your Facebook page too. Thank you so much for listening. For more podcasts like this and to connect with me, go to my website, cindy-stewart.com. And remember, you are the best investment you can make.